Welcome, everybody, to the Split Six Podcast, the podcast where we split a six-pack and talk about three different topics, each over the course of one beer. I'm your host, Nick Wagell, and I'm here joined today over Skype. The first time over Skype on a podcast, Mitchell Wagella is in the house. Mitchell, hopefully people can hear you. How's it going? It's going good, man. Just chilling out here in uh, AZ. You know me. <laughs> Mitchell, I know I didn't ask you this right before we started because we were talking for a second, but do you got two truths and a lie for me? Wow, no, I actually forgot all about that. But um, yeah, I can wing it. Let's wing it. Come on. Okay. All right. Um, Number one, I got my first kiss when I was in first grade. Okay. Number two, one time me and my best friend both dated the hot twins in school. I'm not going to disclose what grade. Sounds like that's and, definitely a truth. <laughs> and three, I have once in my life touched a shark. I'm going to go with your first kiss was not in first grade. It's a good one. Yeah. I kind of winged it. Didn't go the way I thought it would. He's my brother, guys. It's Mitchell Wagella. Uh, little Mitch, like sucking on those Mitches. You know, I, I, what, are, what are your other AKAs? Uh, I actually have a couple. It's uh, Wigantula, uh King Chops, Mitch, Mitchie, Witchell, money-making Mitch now that I've been <laughs> in sales for a couple of years. Uh, Sexy Mitchell. Now that, that's what I know you best as. It's not cheating if it's family. Am I right, guys? Prelude for a future podcast. But uh, uh, All right, Mitchell, why don't you tell the listeners over Skype in Arizona what we're drinking tonight? Because we somehow found the same beer at a liquor store that uh, we didn't. I, I just bought a beer in my guest bail that Mitchell happened to find the same one 3,000 miles away. So we're drinking Lounging Iguanas Hazy IPA, which is a limited series by Abita. Abita? I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Uh, but it's an it's an ale with pineapple and coconut, and it's, uh, it's gross is what I'm assuming. This is from L.A., and it's 6.5%, so let's open these up. You got a bottle opener by you? Uh, yeah, it's just right over here. Let me grab it. <laughs> well, Mitchell's grabbing that because we're on Skype, and we've never done this before. I'll open mine first and uh, give it a little taste for you guys while Mitchell sprints away. Uh, here we go. Definitely tastes a little different than a normal hazy IPA. You can taste the fruitiness. I'm not sure you can taste the coconutty, but I also uh, smoke cigarettes. I can taste it. I don't like it at all. This is going to be terrible. Well, you only have to drink three of them, Mitchell. And you don't, you're don't. you one of the few guests that doesn't have to drive anywhere. Oh, I can taste that coconut in that second gulp. Ooh, I like yep. it. Nope. Hazy IPAs are what summer is about. Am I right? <laughs> you know that summer's all about <laughs> hazy IPAs, bro. Mitchell, are you excited to move back? Uh, yeah, yes, I am. And I'm not, you know. I mean, I'm going to miss the sunshine every single day. Oh and yeah, I know. No, once it's... it hits like November, I'm gonna start regretting every decision I've ever made. But you know, I think it'll be fun. If you would have moved back a month ago, you would already be regretting every decision you ever made because it's like non-stop raining since uh, um, uh, it became warmer. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. Sometimes I miss the rain too. I know I'm gonna get sick of it because it's too much rain in Michigan. But oh, I, don't you're, know. You're... I tried convincing you guys to move, and nobody would do it. So fuck off, you know. You're coming at the perfect time because it's probably gonna be. It's probably going to start being beautiful. The only thing you're going to have to worry about is mosquitoes, but... 
I'm not worried about that. Bugs ain't shit. Bugs ain't shit. Am I right, dogs? <laughs> you know it, dude. You know it. Dude, you excited to Skype in on the uh, 100th episode of the Split Six podcast in two weeks? Two weeks from today? Yeah, I am excited. And, I leave, and then you're probably coming into town the next day? Leave for Phoenix the next day, everybody. When are you guys when are you guys planning on like arriving here in Michigan? Honestly, it hasn't really been worked out yet. It's I mean, we're, it's going to be sometime during the week after Memorial Day weekend. Okay, so like you're not going to make the first flag game obviously. No, I don't think so. I already talked to Joe, he's going to play quarterback. No, I already talked to Kurt, he's going to play quarterback. Nah, it's gonna be Joe. But <laughs> I mean, we'll talk about that off the podcast. Beer number one, sports. All right, on to sports. Mitchell, have you been watching any of these uh, NHL or NBA playoffs that have been going on? Uh, the only NHL game I watched was like three weeks ago, so I'm assuming that's not super relevant at the moment. Not really. And no, no to the basketball. I haven't watched any of it. Damn, what have you been doing with your life instead of sports? Basically, um, writing rap music, trying to figure out a way to make my bank account bigger without doing anything to make it bigger, well, and uh, just wishing I got a call from Amanda Walker. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? Um, uh, well, Mitchell, I, I spent uh, the greater portion of last night watching the Blues versus the Dallas Stars game in hockey. Because I'm randomly super emotionally invested in the uh, St. Louis Blues right now. And it went to two overtimes, and the Blues ended up pulling it out to advance to the conference finals where they will play the San Jose Sharks. Um, and, and I was really snapping because it, it escaped my mind. But um, <laughs> go Blues. Uh, so it's San Jose against uh, St. Louis for the western conference finals and then it's carolina hurricanes against the boston bruins for the eastern conference finals mitchell we all know maybe not everyone does but you are dating a girl that is from boston she a bruins fan yeah of course i mean i don't think she's like a super big bruins fan but she's a fan of boston sports so she's a patriots fan of course she's a red sox fan of course she's a celtics fan Sure. This could yep. be the first time ever that all four major sports are won by each city. Or won by the same city. Because the Patriots won the Super Bowl. Boston has advanced to the second round, or to the Abby Besser to the Stanley Cup finals in the NHL playoffs. Stanley Cup playoffs. Now Celtics is where it gets a little iffy because they're down they're down a one to three against the Milwaukee Bucks in the um, NBA playoffs, and I believe they play tonight. And then the Red Sox are, like, odds-on favorite to win the World Series. Tell me tell me how... I mean, like, what What do we got to sacrifice Kelly to the Flames to get Detroit sports to something like that? <laughs> <laughs> are you asking me if I'd burn Kelly alive for the Lions Super Bowl? No, I'm asking if you would burn Kelly alive for the Lions Super Bowl, the Detroit Tigers World Series, the Red Wings Stanley Cup, and the Pistons NBA Championship. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and deliver a solid no right off the bat. <laughs> but if it was anybody else, well, Mitchell, I mean anybody, 
<laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> this is honestly what differentiates you between you and your cousin Jeremy, former guest on the Split Six podcast, because uh, I wouldn't even have to finish that sentence for him to say yes about anybody. Yeah. <laughs> like, I will kill my entire family. If the Lions, one super, if the one Lions will win one playoff game. <laughs> Uh, what a sad time for Detroit sports, you know? <laughs> Man, I don't know. I'm still super depressed about the draft. I just I can't get over it. Yeah, the draft was... Um, This is the first time I remember in my recent history not liking Alliance draft, not, not, not being able to talk myself into it, which maybe that's, yeah. a, maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. But I, I hate it, the draft. I am only okay with tj hawkinson and i'm not that okay with tj hawkinson like i just i don't understand it i just i just want to i just want to rebuild i just want a new quarterback and you know i don't know who who cares the lions are destined for terrible terrible garbage shitness for the rest of our existence if you want to rebuild, that might be exactly what you got. I mean, you got a tight end. It's going to take a couple of years to rebuild or to get built up. And then you got a linebacker who will probably take like six years to develop if he develops. Yeah. I mean, but like, what are they thinking? How are their, does that mean their jobs are not on the line? Whose jobs? Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn? Yeah. Like, why would they draft like that if they weren't trying to win now? Because this has got to, well, like, they got to be trying to win now. But, like, if they are, then I don't understand how this is. Like, what are they? What are they like? Magicians trying to make this shit all work? Dude, I have no idea. I just think that they like think if they can balance everything out to be like just good enough on each side of the ball and special teams that it'll just work out for them. You know, I maybe. How would you feel if the Lions signed Indomitian Sue and Ezekiel Anza? Because we have the cap space. That would be. A little unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we'd have we'd so much money, and we would sign two of our players that, well, one that we let walk, and another one that left us for like ten more million dollars. Well, then, but but then let's just think about this. We'd have Trey Flowers, uh, Snacks Harrison, and Dominican Sue, and Ezekiel Anza as our defensive line. I don't know how that's beatable. I don't know why they don't just go out and get that. Well, you stop crumping. Mitchell, you're not on mic right now. You're on a computer mic, so every time you crumble a bunch of papers up, you can hear this. <laughs> so what are you what are you doing over there? You crumbling up your terrible takes? Papers underneath my desk. I was like, why are these here? And I crumbled up and threw them away. The most human thing that could have happened. Can we? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Let's just let's just move right past that. So, I mean, Nick, tell me your thoughts on whether or not Dak Prescott should receive an extension first, or whether or not Ezekiel Elliott should get that money. Dak should not get it. Elliott should. That's my right, now, thoughts. Knowing the complex position of quarterback and knowing what they went through when they didn't have somebody to take that place, are you truly comfortable giving the money to a running back when it could cause you to lose your quarterback? Yeah, quarterbacks come out every year. I think the key to winning in the NFL right now is either have a quarterback that is Tom Brady or have a quarterback on a rookie deal that can take you far so you can like use your cap money and other things. Like think, all right, so think of every quarterback that was in the NFC and AFC championship that wasn't Tom Brady. 
Okay, I mean, I get your point, but still, that's not the point. Those teams hit on the quarterback. Think about the teams that took the quarterback. I don't think Jared Goff is a good quarterback. I don't think Jared Goff's a good quarterback at all. I think he's just a solid enough quarterback with a good scheme. Like, I think Jared Goff is not going to be paid by the Rams. Patrick Mahomes, on the other hand, yeah, they hit on him. He's amazing. But also, Patrick Mahomes is going to take a step back if Tyreek Hill is not on that team anymore because that's Tyreek Hill is like Tyreek Hill mixed with Travis Kelsey and having Sammy Watkins in uh, the as the third option on that team is going to make being quarterback for any team super fucking. I could play quarterback for that team. You could play quarterback for that team, and you could play it over me. I'm not saying that I'm better than you. I'm saying we all could just. Go run around and throw the ball to anybody that's open because Tyreek Hill is a burner. Travis Kelsey can catch anything, and Sammy Watkins was drafted like number four overall in his class. His only only the reason he hasn't succeeded as well as he should is because of his injuries. Like that's such an easy offense to run, and you have you had Kareem Hunt running behind them, who I don't think Kareem Hunt's that good. I mean, uh, who who who's the the new guy there? Is it not the new guy? Was it Jamal Williams? His name or something? No, uh, Charles Hyde? No. Damian Williams? Damian Williams. Damian Williams. Yeah. yeah. He, like, he could be a dark horse in fantasy this next year. Oh, yeah. We know his dynasty team he's on, right? Is he on yours? Nice. Oh, yeah. Well, M- Mitchell, I'm glad you're good at dynasty because you're terrible at uh, regular. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that, but, I mean, what are you going to do? Let's talk a little fantasy football because it's a little early, but let let's uh, me and you in our in our main league. I know none of you care, but me and Mitchell have the number one and number two pick because we always do. And I believe we had these. No, two. I never have had two. Oh, you had three last year. Yeah, I always had one or three. Yeah, I've I've I'm always in the top three, but uh, it's because it's I rig it every year. But uh, it's smart. <laughs> smart, smart, just smart. Uh, just but, smart move. So in fantasy. Number one overall pick. It's obviously Barkley, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say everybody's going to pick Barkley. I'm not saying it's obviously Barkley. I think but. there's three people you can consider, but I think Barkley is the only one with an assured workload. Like, yeah. they're just going to beat the, the hell out of him. <laughs> but other than that, I would consider Elliot or Kamara. Yep, that's my top three. Yep, same here. Um, Elliot, you know, just proven. Um, maybe he's not going to be... I don't think maybe Elliot probably will never be the number one fantasy player, but he'll always be in the top three. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he definitely can be number one. Like, all he has to do is get, what, like five more touchdowns than he's there? Yeah, he's like the safest player to pick. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I'm just trying to figure out if I want to go safe, if I want to go a little bit more risky and, like, maybe go Kamara. Or if, like, I want to pick who I think the best player in fantasy football truly is, which is Todd Gurley. But No, don't pick Mitchell. Come I on. mean, he is. He is. It's just if he gets hurt, then it's done. But he is the best player in fantasy football when he's healthy. Todd Gurley, I, would, I wouldn't draft him. I wouldn't draft. I would draft Christian McCaffrey over him. I mean, you always make these bold statements, and I'd say probably 70% of the time they're wrong. At, then that's generous. That's not true <laughs> at all. <laughs> Definitely true. You take bold positions that never work out. That's true. Name one. Uh, for example, I believe that you saw my draft and for the, what, eight, eighth year in a row predicted my team to break my uh, playoff streak? 
I did too, bro. But at the same time, you know, not all your takes are going to be right. I mean, that's all I'm saying. I don't have specific examples for you. I don't have a little notepad where I say, all right, this is what Nick said that day. You just have like this inkling in your brain that says Nick makes bad picks. I have something in my brain that just knows that you're going to take an opinion on something and then back it up like a little bit with ridiculous statements. Like, no, dude, I wouldn't draft, I wouldn't even draft uh, Antonio Brown over, you know, like uh, Hunter Henry. Never said that. I draft Rashad Perriman over Antonio Brown straight up. I don't know. I would He's never have said that. <laughs> Where so Antonio Brown's an interesting prospect and I'm doing some mock drafts. He's been falling to me in the second round. Do you think that's too low for him to go? It being that yeah. I am the number one overall pick. So twentieth overall, you think that's too low for him to go? I mean, I guess the way I'd tell you to look at it is like look at Amari Cooper's worst year. Not saying that they're the same wide receiver or anything, but like take his worst year and make it look a little better, like fluff the numbers up, and mm-hmm. I'd say that's Antonio Brown's floor. Well, that's terrible. That's a terrible floor. <laughs> that's yeah, probably why he's dropping. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, Leonard Fournette, he's projected to go right around there too. Like be, Leonard Fournette. Like we're gonna be battling enough in the, the second round because once I know players you like, I'm gonna be trying to move and uh, move around you. So I shouldn't I tell mean, me for anything. We should, we, I think we need to change the topic. Let's move on. <laughs> let's move on to the NBA. Mitchell, a lot has been made about Sam uh, Hinkle, Hinky, Hinky, Hiney, I don't know, whoever the G, the old GM of the Philadelphia 76ers was, that was trust the process guy where he would make the team lose a bunch and try to get a bunch of draft picks. And then finally, those have accumulated into Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, and uh, all these role players that got around them. Yet, they are still down uh, three games to two against the Raptors, and they look like shit the last two games. The Raptors are not a team that has tanked. They have traded for uh, arguably the best player in the league, Kawhi Leonard, besides, I mean, there's like five players you could say, like Kawhi, LeBron, who's not in the playoffs, um, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Steph Curry, and Kevin Durant. Like, like th- th- those are the unquestionable five best players in the league. But Toronto is just looks looks like they're going to win this series, and I hope they do because I like them. But Kawhi might be, move on. So my question is, oh, well, well, hold on. Before I, I want me preface pre- preface this with saying um, uh, the Denver Nuggets did not tank at all, yet they are on the verge of going to the Western Conference Finals against either Golden State or Houston. And they just have solid players. They drafted well. So how do you feel about tanking in the NBA? I mean, I guess I get it. But at the same time, if you're going to tank in the NBA, it has to be for some sort of, like, some sort of prospects, right? Like, you have like three to four guys that you know are going to be good. Like mm-hmm. if that's the kind of draft class coming out, then sure. But like, I don't know. I don't watch enough college basketball to be super excited about all these prospects. Besides Zion, is there really anybody out there that's worth like tanking for? Yeah. Like I mean, giving up everything for? There's Ja Morant, who sounds a lot like Jorah Mormont, which we'll get to. But uh, <laughs> yeah, For sure he's the best player in the NBA then. Like people are questioning whether he should go number one. 
There's also R.J. Redding, Cam Red, or R.J. Barrett, Cam Reddish, Cam Reddish, and you know what the funny thing is, uh, three of those four players played on Duke, so I only want to believe in is Zion and Ja Morant, and um, every I mean, honestly I think I'm starting to think like you just gotta draft well in the NBA, like you just can't be an idiot and you just gotta pick the best player available. Like the Pistons should have drafted Donovan Mitchell. Imagine if they drafted Donovan Mitchell, Mitchell. Because you would have had a new favorite player in all of Detroit sports. His last name was Mitchell. We all would have bought jerseys, but and but we decided to take Luke Kennard over fucking Donovan Mitchell, star of the Utah Jazz. Damn it! It was. I'm so pissed about that. But the Pistons are never going to be good again. Not until like uh, at least a decade. Look, here's the thing that I think I, I have to change the topic back to the NFL because that's what I like to talk about. Wink, wink. Um, but the real thing you should be mad about if you're talking about Detroit sports not drafting well is the fact that the Lions took Ebron over Aaron Donald. Yeah, and forget, Odell, and Odell Beckham Donovan Jr. Mitchell. Who cares about the Pistons, dude? We saw 04. We were alive for 04. Yeah. Right, that's cool. Yeah, we got we got that. But we're like like our age we are in now is the prime time to like sports. Like this is where we understand them all, all the way, and they're at the worst. Like we're gonna go through the best years of our life watching the worst sports of our lives. Yeah, I feel you. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's time for us to get some different fan bases. Maybe just you hold up a fucking out. Patrick Mahomes jersey right now. <laughs> Why do you have that? I won the jersey bet with me and Dylan this year. He bought you a Patrick Mahomes jersey. That's what yeah, you picked? well, I was going to get a carry on Johnson jersey, but are you aware of my jersey curse? No. Okay, so check this out. Have you ever thought about the jerseys that I've owned? Javid okay. Best, Charles Rogers, Mike Williams, and I bought a Prater jersey. Probably the hardest position to jinx, right? Yeah. You remember Prater's beginning of this year? What is wrong with you? When I stopped wearing the Prater jersey, Nick, is when he turned his season around. So I still wear it, but I won't wear it on game day anymore because when I wear it on game day, he's screwed. Oh, yeah, by the way, Louis Delmas had it for one year. He got injured and then got let go. You had a Reggie Bush jersey, too. Reggie Bush, yeah. Then he got, traded, then he got traded to the Lions. <laughs> Like, think about it. When we all got our jerseys, our side brothers, what, it, it was Sue, Stafford, Calvin Johnson, and then I got Javid Best. Yeah, I've had one jersey. It's been Calvin, and now I have a Lannister jersey, and the Lannisters are honestly doing pretty good in Game of Thrones right now because they're all yeah. still alive. <laughs> no, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> I mean, we'll talk about that in, a, in the coming seconds. And by seconds, yeah. I mean minutes. And by minutes, I mean half hour. I mean by half hour, I mean hours. Um, uh... <laughs> uh, back to the NBA, Mitchell. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Giannis and it's a Kimbo, future budding star. The the Eastern Conference thought they were it was wide open because LeBron James went to LA and sucked, but now the East has Giannis and it's a Kimbo, the Greek freak. The best player in the league, arguably, besides Kawhi, like I said, Kawhi, KD, Steph, 
James Harden and they call him the answer, right? No, they call him the good Greek freak. Yeah, also known as the answer. I mean, I've I've never heard that. The Moose, right? His third nickname. The Moose. Yeah, the Moose. I thought they called Greg Monroe that. I don't know. I just <laughs> nicknames I've heard of people in the NBA. God, you don't know shit about the NBA, do you? Is it is it Mister Big Shot? Is that him? <laughs> Mr. Big Shot. Shoo. <laughs> um, uh, but, uh, um, uh, so who you got? You think the Warriors are actually going to struggle with, um, uh, the Rockets? Their series is tied to two. I believe they play game three tonight at Golden State. I just I feel like they're probably just going to win it. Doesn't matter if it goes to a game seven. I mean, isn't it every single year that the Warriors have one close series and then usually the rest of them they win? Yeah, the only one was the one against LeBron is the only one they lost. And the, one of the I think the first time, if if not the first time, one of the only like less than five times a a team has went up three to one in an NBA championship and they came back. The loser came back to win. Right, I remember that. That was hilariously. That was very sad for me. Brutal. I still owe Eric, uh, Eric's daughters, one of uh, LeBron James's jerseys. Oh, that's what your bet was. Yeah. You'd buy his daughter's jerseys if they won that. I said I would buy his daughter a LeBron James jersey, and if if. Uh, <laughs> the Cavaliers won and then if the Warriors won he would have to buy his daughter a Steph Curry jersey does he hate Steph Curry yeah and well Eric's the biggest LeBron fan there is or at least yeah. or at least that there was I don't know if, I don't know how he feels anymore yeah, Eric kind of always been done I just really want Boston to beat the I just really want Boston to win um, uh, no, I want the I want the Hurricanes to win. Oh no, I'm talking about basketball. Oh, the Celtics. Wait, are you talking about the Boston Patriots? <laughs> no, 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 I'm not talking about the New England Patriots, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, you see, um, uh, you been watching baseball at all? Yeah, tons of it, dude. Just every single day, turning around and getting those innings in. Well, just you, so you know? know, it still sucks. Uh, still boring. Yeah, worst <laughs> Um uh all right, so draft wise, you're you're from Arizona, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. You Correct. Ex- you excited for Kyler Murray to come and murder the Lions week one? No, I think we'll win by like three touchdowns to be honest. How do you feel with the Lions season coming up? Floor? You wanna know my floor? Yeah. Four and twelve. Oh god, that's a terrible floor. It's true though. Honestly, I kind of hope so. Like, if, we're, if we don't make the playoffs, let's go four and twelve and let's get to a Tonka Lova Lova. Nah, that wouldn't happen either. If we go four and twelve and we don't get rid of Matthew Stafford, I will legitimately shrink myself because I'm best friends with Ant Man and cause cancer in his wife's brain again. Yeah. If we go four and twelve, I don't know, man. I just like I might have to like start getting dis- disassociated with it. You know what I mean? 
There's no way we go four and twelve. I, I just can't see that being a possibility. I mean, it's definitely a possibility. I don't know how likely it is, but it's you definitely can only possible. win four games. Let me pull up the schedule. All right, so we start. We start against the Arizona Cardinals at Arizona. That's a win for sure. I that's why I'm not I, I, I'm not positive that's a win. I think it's a win, but that's what I'm saying. Let me explain to you my four and twelve prediction. Okay, so you think the Lions win at Arizona? Yeah, I think the Lions win against the number one overall pick. <laughs> yeah, there's a with, reason he got picked there with David Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald, and a bunch of additions to that defense. Yeah, forget our the offense defense. isn't going to be able That's to do anything. Fine. Our defense is not going to be able to stop them because Matt Patricia's defense. Or, well, well, whatever. This is your prediction. Okay, um, we're at the Chargers. By the way, Matt Patricia's defense finished top ten over the last like six games. Yeah, that's tradition for Patriots. They always suck the first six weeks and do really good the last. Uh, what is it? The last eight weeks or ten weeks. Um, but they also have Tom Brady to carry them through the first six weeks. So, okay. Either way. Okay. All right. So Lions at Chargers. Loss. Loss. I probably agree. Eagles at Lions. Loss. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. Um. Uh. Chargers at Lions. That's our home. Loss. Still. Okay. Still so. Um. Lions at Eagles. Loss. I think that's a win, but okay. Chiefs at Lions. Loss. Probably. Uh, uh, Packers at Lions. Loss. What? Packers suck. The Packers at Lions? Yeah. Bro, am I crazy or did the Packers beat us? Didn't the Packers beat us twice last year? No, we beat them twice last year. Did we? Yeah. Yeah, well, either way. I still think it's a loss. Aaron Rodgers had a year to heal. Okay. Lions at Vikings? Win. Yeah, definitely. Vikings suck. Lions at Giants? Win. Duh. Uh, Lions at Raiders? Oh, shit. My theory's already broke, but that's a win. Um, uh... Lions at Bears. Lost. Okay. I'm uh, <laughs> Cowboys at Lions. Lost. Why? Cowboys they're better than us. Cowboys thrive on running the ball. We have Snacks Harrison. If he's healthy, there's no way they win that game. They'll still win, man. Okay. Redskins at Lions. I'm sorry, uh, Lions at Redskins. Win. I'll say win. Because most likely Haskins will be under center. Lions hosting the Bears for Thanksgiving. That's a win. We always win on Thanksgiving. No, we don't. We lost last year against the Bears. Um, yeah, but most of the time. We so do. you think we sweep the Bears? Do we do we sweep the Bears? That's what you that's what you said so far. No, I said loss on the away game. I'm confused about how I'm reading this, but okay. 
Okay, this is not an exciting segment. I'm not yeah, Who cares? Let's stop this. That's enough. I'm saying the floor is four and twelve because a lot of those games you can see the other team winning. Like if Derek Carr has a good game, we could lose an open. Derek Carr yeah, Mitchell sucks. Tr- Mitchell Trubisky sucks. I agree with these statements, but I'm saying this is still possible. Like we lost the Chase Daniel Bears last year, and Trubisky's better than Chase Daniels. Yeah, well, the Lions suck too. You're right. You're, yeah. you're, honestly, but I don't, have we gotten better? I, I fucking hope so. And <laughs> we got Trey Flowers and Corey Coleman. And we uh, got Trey Corey Flowers Coleman. to replace Ziggy, and he's a player coming from the Patriots. To replace Ziggy. So Ziggy didn't play. They, Ziggy didn't do anything. Sure, but Ziggy to replace did Ziggy's name. I'm saying that's his idea. The idea of Ziggy. What he we got snacks for another year in this system. We got. Deshaun Hand for another year in this system. We got, you know, I'm, you know what I'm worried about? I'm worried about our fucking second cornerback because we got Slay and then a bunch of garbage. Um, Justin Coleman, dude. Yeah, but he's a slot corner. Yeah, but I mean, he's going to be the third, second quarter, you know? Unless we, like, move him to the outside, like, I don't, I don't know. He probably could play the outside. I mean, if you play the slot, you probably should be able to play the outside a little bit. We should Got draft him. a Greedy Williams instead of Javai Tahi. That's true. Um, our offense uh, under Matthew Stafford probably sucks. I mean, I'll, we'll see who's. We'll see how much T.J. Hawkinson. Our tight ends are like the hardest position to transfer to in the NFL. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. The Lions suck. The Pistons are in complete purgatory. The Red Wings got Steve Eiserman, so they're like honestly looking the best right now. Mitchell. Uh, really quickly before we move into the next segment, which team out of the four Detroit sports teams, the major ones, win a playoff game next? Ooh. Win a playoff game? Yep. Probably the Pistons? Yeah, everyone thought that this year, but they didn't win one, and they went to the playoffs, and they went to one of their games. But they're supposed to be getting better, right? Yeah, no, they're only going to get worse from here because they're not going to be able to re-sign Ish. Nice. Nice. <laughs> not going to be able to sign Ish, you dish. You're trying to um, uh, <laughs> piss Smith? <laughs> nice, dude. Have you ever considered rapping as a career? Uh, Not, not really. <laughs> I would go with the Lions because I don't think the Pistons will... If it's not, if the Lions can't win a playoff game. Beer number two, entertainment. We're going. We go. All right, we're on to entertainment, everybody. Mitchell, this is what every, the segment everyone's been waiting for. But before we get started, let's crack open these second beers. Get after it. Yes, that crisp sound of the lounging iguanas, hazy IPA. You know, Mitchell, when I went to the beer store today, I was really looking for a beer that I haven't had that is an IPA, and I'm really running out. <laughs> yeah, that's a good problem to have, huh? After almost a hundred episodes of this, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what I'm gonna do soon. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty soon, you have to start outsourcing different countries. 
I might have to start start drinking stouts soon. <laughs> I was gonna say, you're drinking so much, you're just replacing words with beer. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to stoop <laughs> looking around more. <laughs> I just stout IPA in a lager suit. Hey, um, how stout you? <laughs> how stark ya, Mitchell? How'd you feel about the episode titled "The Last of the Starks"? Was that what it was titled? I believe so. I could be wrong, but because uh, I don't show the title when uh, you're first DVRing the episode, but I believe that's what I heard the title was from all the podcasts I listen to about Game of Thrones. Well, I thought it was good. I mean, I thought it was really good. I just, I'm nervous, man. This is all going to break down. I've been having people telling me that this is the worst season of Game of Thrones. Who's this, John Vitula? Uh, Brian Nyson and John Vitula. I've been tweeting at him about it, but... All right, well, no offense to Brian. He's my boy, but, like, Brian also has a dark perspective on the world, and I think he likes to hate things. Well, the so. thing is, I understand why people... Do... <laughs> I understand why people don't like this season, because it's very, very rushed. Like, I don't... Like, if, if you were to juxtapose this with the books, like... I feel I feel like this the first half of this season is like the entirety of one of the books and then the second half of the season is the entirety of a different book. Like it feels completely different like I don't know. I don't know. All right, so let's talk about this recent episode. So uh they burn their dead. And uh I thought that was a good good scene. You see everyone that died that was important to each character. And each person lighting the fire for the said character, his most important friend or whatnot. I, I like that. I don't know where Ghost yeah. was standing next to John during his speech, but um, you know, I guess CGI costs more money when it's a wolf. Yeah, I mean it's a lot. It's a lot cheaper if you just go the route of you know leaving a Starbucks coffee in the shop. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about. That. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, was... I like the opening scene. It was definitely heartfelt. Yeah. Um. Uh. This is a this is a big episode. This is like a setup episode for what? I don't know. It's crazy to me that there's only two episodes left. That's that's what's crazy to me. There's so much to cover, and there's only two episodes left. Yeah, I'm hoping they up the length for the last two. I'm hoping they hit us no, with like it's, an it's, hour forty-five. It's already been predetermined. It's not. I think each one's like an hour and twenty. Yeah, it's disappointing. But I mean, they got to do what they got to do. But I don't know, man. I mean, I get it. Like, it's a fast-paced time too, and plus, you can never relate like a book to a movie or a book to a TV show because it just moves at different times. If you like explained everything that happened in a book and a TV show, the TV show would probably be trash. Yeah. Um, uh, so, I don't know, the, the beginning of the episode when they're just all partying in Winterfell, I really liked that. That was a lot of fun, and it's something we've kind of all been waiting for. Kind of feel like it should be, honestly, I feel like it should be like the last episode of, uh, a season, you know? Yeah, kind of. I mean, it probably will be something like that, unless it's really dark and morbid, which is my vote, but... You know, you got <laughs> you got uh, Tormund Giantsbane <laughs> saying this story that like 
how uh, <laughs> Jon Snow should be fucking king. He's a little guy. Which I they've been making fun of Jon Snow this whole season because Kit Harrington is like five foot seven or something. <laughs> and they've just been making fun of him for being short this whole season, which is kind of hilarious. <laughs> it is hilarious for sure. But he's strong. I'll tell you what I didn't see coming. What? I thought for sure that this whole buildup was going to lead to uh, Giant's Bane and a uh, giant woman, Brianna Todd. Yeah. Hooking up. Like, I thought it would just happen. She'd eventually be like, you know, like, fuck it. Come on, let's get it over with. But then, no, that twist came through. I mean, I also thought that would, like, somewhat happen. But at the same time, I, I don't know. I didn't expect it then. So Jamie, Jamie and Brianna had sex. Um, but I think everyone expected that. Like, at least everyone that was a book reader. And, you know, even a show watcher. Like, because, you know, they had that chemistry going through the whole time. Like, it's true. Um, they were destined to hook up. And then it had to end very dramatically. Uh, with Jamie going to defend Cersei. When we all know he's going to kill Cersei. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say he just definitely left in that dramatic fashion to throw everybody off. Yeah, he is the Valencor, which is the younger brother, which everyone thinks is, or which everyone's lead it to believe that it's going to be Tyrion. But Jamie's straight up going there to kill Cersei, and you know that's it. That's the only thing about this season is it seems so predictable. Um, like I feel like I can tell you exactly how everything's going to go. Like Jamie's going to kill Cersei, uh, Daenerys is going to die, um, someone's going to kill her, and Jon Snow is going to inherit the throne. And, uh, yeah, that's just how I predict, predict it going. And then I would love it if something else happened. Like, if somehow Bran ends up, ends up being the bad guy. But I just don't see that after this last episode. Do you think um, uh, the characters we said goodbye to, like Tormund, Giantsbane, Samuel, Tarly, Gilly, do you think that was their last moment in, in Game of Thrones? Ghost. I mean, yeah, probably, right? I, where? How can they bring him back? I mean, maybe at the end, like, to celebrate or something, like, they come back down to visit, but at the same time, like, that's not how the Game of Thrones world works. Right, like, maybe there's, like, one last shot of everybody doing their own thing in all the different kingdoms, like Gendry controlling yeah. the Storm's End. I mean, I don't, know what, I don't know what the Martells are doing, but, you know, they're not really important in the show. Um, basically dead so you know one of the interesting things in this episode was Bronn coming there to you know kill the Lannister brothers and then saying he wants Highgarden yeah that was interesting for sure you think he'll get it or is that they'll kill him a Lannister always pays their debts I think he'll get it uh, I can see it yeah and I think he kind of earned it you know yeah I mean you, he made a good point that everyone is always a bastard like you know just doing scrummy things to get what they want if you go back far back enough you it's know? true so yeah. it, it makes sense i get it yeah it definitely makes sense i, I think bronze earned more than most characters in the show to be real he's just been killing everybody on his way to glory throughout the show i mean he started off with what just being like a foot soldier yeah not even like just like being a hired soldier by Tyrion, basically like standing up for Tyrion at the Vale and fighting yeah. for him. 
and turning that into High Garden. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's hey, damn good hustle. Pretty good arc. <laughs> pretty good story arc. You know, that's the only thing that doesn't, like, anyone that thinks, like, that Jamie's going to go down there and defend Cersei, like, that does not make sense for writing-wise. Like, that story arc would not make sense. <laughs> like, like he already got over Cersei. He's going down there to end it because he knows that Cersei has some shit up her sleeve, which she clearly does because those, uh, whatever they're whatever they're called, those gigantic crossbows with giant dragon-killing arrows... I mean, that's a great idea, like, to hook those up to everything, because it killed one of their dragons. It killed, uh, uh, Rhaegal. Rhaegal is no more, and... Uh, Rhaegal? Yeah. That was the second dragon's name. I thought it was Rhaegon. No, it's Drogon. I don't know. <laughs> Trust me, I read the book. Rhaegar, I thought it was. That's Rhaegar Targaryen. It's named after Rhaegar Targaryen. Uh, Jon Snow's uh, dad. Um, <laughs> but it's Rhaegal. And Viserion, which was Viserys, uh, the original brother in the beginning of the show. The dragon that was the yeah. ice dragon. And there's Drogon, which is Cal Drogo's dragon. Yeah. And Digimon. Digimon, yep. <laughs> the fourth, the yep. fourth dragon, less known, less popular, not in the spotlight. You know, Digimon was invented before Pokemon. <laughs> I did not know that. That's a true story. Pokemon uh, Detective Pikachu comes out this weekend to start the um, uh, Super Smash Brothers Extended Universe. Because Sonic the Hedgehog is coming out soon. And they're planning on doing everything to start a Super Smash Brothers universe. Are they really? I don't think so, but uh, people are talking <laughs> about it. They're doing their own version of the MCU. <laughs> That's funny, man. That's funny. Um, uh, so Daenerys, they're clearly painting her to be the bad guy at the end of this. I don't think so. Mm. I think they're like they're depicting very well her struggle of like, do I just get this shit over with, kill everybody, take the throne, and do whatever the fuck I want, or like, do I not live my life the same way my ancestors did? I think they're depicting that very well, but I don't think she's like being made to be the bad guy yet. If she starts killing innocents, sure, but. I don't think that they pushed her there yet. I think that's what the Cersei was planning on, like making her do at the end of that scene, like at the end of the right. episode when when they chopped off Masanje's head, and she said, "Happened to say Jakaris, which means fire, so burn the whole fucking city down," and they're gonna listen to her, and then Tyrion and uh, Varys are going to. Well, Varys is probably gonna come up with a plan to you know, end Daenerys rule and make it onto Jon Snow. Or Aegon Targaryen is what I should say. And that's also Sansa's Sansa's big deal. Like my question is like so that that all seems obvious. Like so what are the other so like there's so many other other things that have to go through. Like Arya's gotta have a finishing story arc, so who she's gotta kill somebody that she's been meaning to kill on off her list. Right? Um, the Hound yeah. has to have the battle with the Mountain. Everyone's been talking about Hound versus the Mountain since the books came out. You know, like his older brother that held his head to the fire. That yeah. is still like a like a zombie guy. Um, so that's got to play out. Um, I don't really know where Bran goes from here. I don't really know where Sansa... Sansa's just going to end up being Lady of Winterfell. Um... 
what if what if everybody dies except for like Sansa? Sansa. Um, then she'll probably be okay with that. I mean, I don't think Arya will die. That's what I'm saying. Like, would she get the throne? If everyone died, if everyone in the world died besides Sansa? No, like everybody above her, like Jon Snow, Daenerys, Cersei, all the other Lannisters, they're they're all gone. They all died at the end of the war. The only person left fighting for that side of the war is Sansa Stark. And Game of Thrones gives us the biggest fuck you of all time by putting the worst character (laughs) on the throne. (laughs) I I, I like Sansa. She's uh, grown up a lot. And then this last episode, like, made me appreciate her more because of her interaction with the Hound. Like, saying, like, she wouldn't become who she was if all the bad shit that happened to her. Because, like, like more bad shit has had, happened to Sansa than, like, pretty much anyone else in this series. Like, she had, uh, she had to be Theon? the... Yeah, well, Theon. Yeah, you, you know, that's why... He brought I, it down to himself. I'll give him that. But. Right. But Sansa <laughs> didn't really make any bad decisions. She just had shit thrust upon her. No, she made bad decisions. I mean, she could have left multiple times, get out of the capital, save herself, and I get it, yeah, they literally said in this episode, like, this is who made me, blah, 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 but, like, also, I get it. Like, I'm also glad for my experiences in life that, like, weren't great but shaped me to who I am today, but I also feel like I could have gotten here without the stuff that sucked terribly, so I don't (laughs) like that argument. (laughs) I don't know. I don't. I I think the things that suck make you who you are. Like that, that changes you. Like you, otherwise you're you're stuck doing. Your, if you don't, if you don't have to suffer for a decision you made, you're just gonna keep making those the same decisions. You know, like because if like sure. let's say you do something bad, and then you get no consequences for it, you're probably gonna keep doing it bad until you get consequences for it. At least that's in my life. That's like you know because I'm someone who's made a bunch of bad decisions. You know, but like learning from them is uh important yeah i don't know i mean i get that too and i get the kind of career path that she took but she's also just like not exciting to watch like who she is as a person on the show is kind of kind of garbage and also the most important thing i think about these last few episodes this whole entire season almost is i'm not going to give an ounce of respect to anybody that has been talking shit about the Narius, like being the queen of everyone but she literally saved everybody's life. Yeah, that's what I don't <laughs> understand. You know, you know I, I totally agree with that because, like, I don't know why Sansa is so, like, anti-Denarius because she did <laughs> follow everybody up there and, like, was literally the reason they beat the Night King. I mean, maybe, you know, I, I honestly, I, I mean, maybe not because... If, uh, maybe that's bad writing on the show's part because all it takes to beat the Night King is one Dragonstone glass to the, the skin. You know, like, couldn't you just, like, uh, lined all your arrows and only... Like, couldn't you have just sent all your army against this one guy? And then once you no, kill him... No, man. Once you kill him, everything dies? Like, you could... You would have you would have done that if you... Maybe they didn't know that, but I kinda, it kinda, they kind of set it up like you did know that. I don't think that even would have worked, though, man, because, like, the Night King's, like, magic good at everything. Like, I think that's the glory behind what Arya did, you know what I mean? She didn't just try to stab him. Like, it was almost like she had the plan the entire time to act like he was going to fucking kill her and then sneak him. Like, she had to outsmart the Night King. And, like, the Night King can spear a dragon from 5,000 yards away. (laughs) 
And then, then Melisandre did say, you're going to close many eyes, brown eyes, green eyes, and many blue, blue eyes. eyes. And then she walks away. And then she away. runs off, yeah. And happens to stab oh. him in the exact place where Jon Snow said in episode one, oh, you snuck up on me. Yeah. Because she has a secret tunnel system, that's why. I don't know, man. Honestly, I just really hope that Arya's story ends up really cool because that's the one I've been following. That's the one I've been rooting for, and it's obviously paid off by this point. I mean, since, <laughs> since the beginning, I wanted Arya to marry Gendry and become Lords of Storms, Storms End together, and that crushed my dreams a little bit, but at least the Baratheons are back, Mitchell, because you are a Baratheon. I'm not fucking Renly Baratheon for the last time. If anything, I'm the bastard. You are a Baratheon. We have brothers. We are dark-haired. We Ours is the fury. You fuck with us, you, you will never experience fury harder than if you fuck with us. You know that. That's so true. We are technically if, Baratheons. If anything, I'm Gendry, though. That's fine. I'm okay with that. I'm not Renly. Well, yeah, just because you're not gay doesn't mean you're not Renly. No, I'm, I'm not honestly, Renly I'm, I'm Renly. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm half Renly, half Robert. If anything, you're Renly. He's just such a Renly, like, charismatic individual. But still, we are Baratheons. Yeah, I'm probably Robert. Dylan's probably Stannis. You like to fuck whores, and uh, that's about it. <laughs> fuck whores and drink beers. <laughs> I drink beers and fuck whores. That's all I do. <sighs> still, still, it'll never be a better moment in Game of Thrones other than when Robert Baratheon told the story of his first kill. It's my favorite scene in the entire show. Yeah. When he's describing the story and he's like, stupid Tali boy coming running at me. I took him down with one strike of the hammer to the chest. <laughs> but the best part is what he's like. And he throws his hands up and goes, wait, wait. <laughs> stupid boy. <laughs> <laughs> so animated with it he's like wait wait <laughs> and just boom murder. I'm just glad the, glad the Baratheons are back because they haven't been a thing since the like since Stannis died like and he wasn't even really a Baratheon you know like he was he was a Baratheon but he was like also like Red Woman type shit you know, and then yeah. this is one of the biggest houses in Game of Thrones. It's like one of the four things they have on the Game of Thrones logo. They have the dragon, the crown stack, the dire wolf, and uh, what the fuck's the other one they have? Tyrell? No. Dragon. Oh, the fucking lion. <laughs> why, why, right. How am I forgetting the Lannisters? The lions. Of course, everyone forgets about the lions. Okay. <laughs> Underrated. 16-0 this year. If Cersei wins in the end, I will be immensely happy. I will be so irritated. <laughs> I don't mind she negative won't. endings, but she... like, you can't have a negative ending where just like just the wrong side wins. She won't. be a little bit of a twist. It's going to end because even if even if she won, her reign would end because like she doesn't have a kin to pass anything on to. 
like she has Jamie's baby inside of her that Euron thinks is hers, his, um, <laughs> and it's gonna come out blonde, and then they're just gonna figure, it's just gonna be the same cycle over and over again. It would be stupid. So Cersei will die. The big conflict at the end is obviously going to be the Daenerys should win, but everyone thinks Jon has a bigger claim to the throne, and they're gonna have to kill someone. Someone else is going to be the Queen Slayer. Like, well, Jamie Jamie Lannister is going to be the King Slayer and the Queen Slayer because he's going to kill his sister. And Varys and Tyrion are going. I mean, I don't. I don't know how they're going to. They're going to get rid of Daenerys for somehow. You, like, hey, they, can you imagine? Can you imagine if they just killed Cersei, or no? They uh, they kill Jamie, and then Cersei wins the war, and then Cersei. Dies giving birth to an imp. <laughs> and that's how the series <laughs> that's ends. How they end it. Euron's king. Game over. <laughs> honestly, that's not a bad as honestly not a bad uh not a bad theory. Like if Cersei dies during childbirth and maybe there's some stuff afterwards. But uh that's not that's not a terrible theory. I don't think so. What do you think about the theory of uh Arya? What is that? Basically, like, doesn't matter who wins the war. But, like, well, actually, it does matter, clearly. But, like, say it is Cersei. Cersei wins the war, and then at the very end, Cersei sits down on the throne, pulls her face off, and it's Arya. I would be pissed, and I think everyone else would be. Would you? If, like, through the whole thing, like, they beat the they beat the Starks. It shows a little bit of future advancement, like... You know what I mean? Going through it, and then yeah, one day no, Cersei just cuts Euron Greyjoy's throat, takes off her face, and it's Arya. That wouldn't be so satisfying for you? No, I would not. I, 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 like this Arya face shit already pisses me off. Because why was that not in the books? No, it's in the books, but like it's not as magical as it is in the show. It's like we're just like a different actor playing this. Like we, no one can notice. You know, it's just so stupid. I mean, how else are they going to do it, though, you know? I don't know. I, I think... How much money would have to go into that? There's somebody else on Arya's list that is... That, that we're not thinking of. Well, Cersei, the mountain's on the list. Well, the mountain has to be... Maybe, maybe Arya... Maybe, this is what I guess happened. Maybe the mountain kills the hound in their battle, and Arya sneaks up and kills the mountain afterwards. Like that's what I could see. That 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 would be satisfying. Mm. There's other people on our list, though. Well, Cersei is, but Jamie has to kill Cersei. Jamie or Tyrion has to kill Cersei, because in, in her prophecy, the Valonqar kills her. Maybe you know, I I could see, um, uh, Arya killing Cersei. But I'm pulling up Arya's list right now. But if that happens, then uh, that means Jamie or Tyrion is going to die because everyone thinks that's going to happen. Ilan Payne, is he dead? Uh, yes, I think so. If not, he's not important. The mountains also on our list. I could see the I could see the Hound and you know that's probably actually that's what I put my weight against. It's going to be the Hound and and Arya against the Mountain. You think both of them will double team on him? 
I think the, the the hound will be near death, like right about to die for um, against the mountain, and then Arya just sneaks up and kills the mountain. Just similar to how she killed the Night King. Hmm. Interesting path. I mean, I doubt it goes down like that. I think it'll be a hound single kill. It's been built up too much, right? Yeah, but, you know, I mean, I mean, what are we supposed to do? Game of Thrones is supposed to be unexpected. Who, so who fucking knows? That's true. Yeah, other than that, man, everybody else is dead. See? Told you. That's what, that, honestly, it, it seems too predictable. Like, it's every, everything is, I just know how it's all going to end. Yeah, I feel you. I don't know. I mean, I really hope they surprise us. I mean, I do too, but I don't think they will, and I don't think they really can. With only there's like Mitchell, there's two episodes left. They can't. They can't do anything. They're they're stuck. I just really hope we're wrong. You know what I mean? Like, I just really, truly. Hope that we're wrong and they surprise us and like I mean because like think about it, Brad. They let us down so far. Like truly, I mean, season seven wasn't great, but other than that, most of it was solid and surprising. I'd say to me, not reading the books at least. Mm. I mean, I still I still love this season. Like it's like that 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 fucking the long night that battle uh, for Winterfell was an epic and perfect cinematic achievement like I, I don't i don't care what anyone says that was a fucking great episode like there were some things that maybe annoyed you like where and i don't mean you specifically but like maybe me um where like they <laughs> they like didn't kill the people that they looked like they were trying like every time someone was going to someone important looked like they were going to die maybe they were just randomly saved but still like the lighting up of the Dothraki army by Melisandre with all the flame stuff and then watching them all go out slowly. That was scary. That was one of my favorite scenes in this entire show, too. Just watching all those lights disappear and the Dothraki just get wiped off the fucking face of existence in Westeros. Right. Like, just everything... It it was just... just, It's sad that it only only happened in one episode. Like, that would have been a great season finale. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, imagine the season finale, you know? Like if you our... think it'll be a recap? What? You think the season finale will be more of like a, a resolution, like spend the whole time describing like how the how Westeros is going to be ran from that point forward and all the action is going to happen on Sunday? I don't know. So like every, the, I think a lot of, a lot of shit's going to happen this Sunday. But I can't. I I don't know. There's only if if there's only two episodes left. There's only less than three hours left of the show. I don't see how they wrap this up satisfyingly. Dude, it's it's so like I, I literally lose sleep at night over it, and that's embarrassing. But I think about this shit while I'm laying in bed. Yeah, you know, me too. Like, and I'm just like, I'm just here for the ride. Like, it was like, it's like the last season of Lost where I wasn't that into it, but I'm like, just like, I've already been so invested. 
I have to, I have to like this no matter what, and I'll look back on it later in my life and decide. But right now, I have to love it because like every like like you can see my background. I got my fucking got my fucking Baratheon thing up there. You know everything every <laughs> everything that I am is Game of Thrones right now. Ever since two thousand and thirteen, this has been my shit. And this has been something like we have our own goddamn fantasy football league. I've ni- I, I, this is just something I've been solely or or uh, completely indulged in, and it's gonna be sad if it doesn't end satisfactory. But nothing ends satisfactory. Mitchell, and that's your goddamn sword. Glad you won it. I'm winning the next one. <laughs> My team is going to be better than yours next year. I would be no, it's not. My team's going to be dominant for fucking years to come. No, no, no. Okay, um, who you got? What quarterback? My quarterback? Yeah. Uh, my starting quarterback is Patrick. Beer number three. Oh, beer number three. Grabbed me. The president grabbed me. Well, before we get into this, let's grab our, our last beer. All right. All right. I can't wait to drink another beer that I don't like. Get your wine into politics. Before we get uh, that, let's 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 battle our fantasy teams out real quick, guys. Skip ahead uh, about a minute if yeah you don't want to hear this. Nick, this is dumb because I'm my team's way better. Okay, is. let's hear your starters. Right, who's your quarterback? Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo or Josh Allen or Baker Mayfield. Okay, mine are Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes. All right, you got me. All right, wide receiver one? Ola Beckham Jr. Okay, mine's Devontae Adams. Okay. Number two? I think he was uh, technically the number one wide receiver last year, right? Who? Oh, yeah, you're right. Um, Number two wide receiver? Corey Davis. Stefan Diggs. Okay, you got me there. <laughs> I, I would still take Odell over yours, but um, uh, number three? Uh, number three, you might have me here. I think probably my best one is Courtney Sutton. Hmm. I think my best one is Mike Williams of San Diego. <laughs> Well, want to call it the tie? <laughs> no, you can have that one. That's you. Well, I mean, also I have the first round pick in the draft, so I think DK Metcalf might be there. You think DK Metcalf at the first? I really, pick? I really want to. <laughs> I think he's the best, <laughs> but we'll see. Um, uh, all right. <laughs> he's like the fifth wide receiver taken. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you don't really want Hollywood Brown? I don't know. Like DK Metcalf and. Like who else does fucking Seattle have? They don't. Doug Baldwin left. Dude, forget about a wide receiver at number one. You gotta take a running back at number one. Uh, my my running backs are fine. Doesn't matter. Do you take when you trade it? How do you think I got Devonta Adams? Okay, well, running back. You got Saquon. Saquon Barkley. <laughs> I got Christian McCaffrey. 
as you name the kid. Uh, it's either going to be Darius Geis or Carrion Johnson. Okay, my number two is uh, David Johnson. Oh, God. Yeah, your team is really good. <laughs> I also have Damian Williams and Kenny Drake in the backfield. Oh, God. <laughs> no, the only spot that I don't have filled is really my tight end spot. You might win a tight end, and it's still not bad. You might win a couple uh, but... swords, Mitchell. You 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 might be like I don't know how you didn't win the first year. It's because Aaron Rodgers and David Johnson were both out for the year. I really fucked up not be getting the first round pick, the first overall pick last year. Yes, you did. Thank you. God. Yeah. Okay. So tight cool. end doesn't matter. Yeah. So I tried telling you. Just, there's only one team that can compete with me, and that's Dylan and. This team's just not good enough to compete with me. My team is good enough to get close. Yeah, I mean, you can get close on an off week, but, like, every single one of my players is a top top 10 player in their spot, except for my tight end position, which actually isn't bad. It's Vance McDonald. Who? Vance, Vance <laughs> McDonald? You know who it is. <laughs> Anyways, we're on the politics, Mitchell. All right. Um, uh, how do you feel about uh, this school shooting in Denver? It sucks. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it does. The changer- like, at, this, at this point, what else can we say that's going to like affect people's lives on school shooting? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Like, nothing. Like, we're pr- pretty much numb to it, and I think I've become numb to it, too. Because I'm, I don't think anything is going to change my opinion on gun control, I don't think we should uh, do that. Do gun control at all? Like, I think, like, like I think we should have like a stricter gun control laws, but I don't think we should just not let people buy guns. Well, yeah, no, I, mean, I agree with that. I just the thing that I agree with that because honestly, if I'm talking about my true beliefs, I do agree that we shouldn't allow anybody to have guns. But I also don't believe that there should be somebody there to tell people what's allowed. <laughs> I think the world should have like a moral code and we should all follow it and whoever doesn't follow it we just kind of like outcast them to an island or something well I I think I mean I think I'm I'm a kind of person that thinks like yeah I might want to have a gun like I wouldn't like I I could see myself owning a gun I think there's no reason any responsible person shouldn't be allowed to own a gun the thing is how do we weed out like the the people that cause this kind of pain like and i believe and i'm I'm not sure i've not read a much about the story but wasn't it children that did this uh shit i have no idea to be honest i think it was i mean it could be but that's not uncommon in a school shooting right so like we need to we need to have like more like maybe we have a place where everyone that has their guns can get them like you have to go check them out somewhere like like if you were to like check out like a rented car or something you know <laughs> sounds so ridiculous yeah no that's and, you know, that's not right either because the point of, but the, point, the point of owning a gun is like to, to defend yourself like that's the reason most no, most people want to have guns and like how do the thing is like oh so i don't know i mean i don't know much about the shooting but like i know about other shootings like like they steal them from other people so how do you, I, it's impossible to negate this because you can't take away all the guns because you know guns will still be there 
and that's a valid argument that the right makes like it the guns will still be there just you just create a black market for them but can't you i don't know i don't i don't i don't really know like like people just need to be able to communicate with each other better and not have to want to shoot each other Look, honestly, this may sound like super uneducated because obviously I don't know what this would take or if it would benefit or hurt the United States of America. But I think one of the most common arguments, correct me if I'm wrong, is like with gun control, like where it has worked, like, you know, like Australia, Swedish countries, whatever the fuck, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Point is, most of the places that it has worked, everybody says, well, it's a different country. It's smaller. It's different. It's not going to work in America because we're such a big country. I mean, honestly, if it's at the sake of the greater good, I just had this thought the other day. Tell me if I'm really dumb, but like, let's just let all 50 states go independent and be countries. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's a terrible idea, other than economic values. But like, you know, there's gonna be a lot of a lot of poverty in some of the states. But uh, um, in terms, if you if you think of it straight up terms of values wise, then that makes a lot of sense. But it would also cause economic chaos for a lot of the poorer states that have most of the guns that would wage war on places like... I mean, well, then... See, I thought that through, too, right? Like, maybe in that kind of scenario, we... You know, obviously, you have to look into it, right? I mean, call it, like, treaties, call it, like, partnerships, whatever the fuck it is. But, like, I mean, if we have to combine states together, like, you know, create, I mean... So basically, like, create, Colorado, re- recreate the United States. Because Colorado should probably run the entire country. I mean, they just decriminalized mushrooms, and they're obviously the coolest state in, this, in the whole nation. I think you're thinking. <laughs> I think you're thinking of Denver and not the entire state of Colorado. No, the entire state of Colorado. Didn't they just do it? No, no. Denver is voting. The city of Denver is voting to decriminalize uh, magic mushrooms. Not the entire state. Just the city of Denver. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Hmm. Well, I mean, <laughs> whatever it was, it passed. I'll tell you that. Well, either way, I mean, that's it's 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 not federally allowed. Like just like weed, it's not federally allowed, and it's not. It's definitely it's it's definitely a, it's definitely just Denver. Like it's not, which is great. Like magic mushrooms are like kind of healing. And uh, they can make you change your personality, and then I and I, I honestly I'm a person that thinks every single drug should be legal. Yeah, uh, you're right. It is Denver. Sorry. Yeah, I was pretty sure of that, but um, I was pretty I'm pretty positive, yes. bitch. I mean, I think I know my shit, <laughs> and uh, I I didn't really know that for sure. I was just speaking out of my ass, but. <laughs> But tell me your thoughts on it, and make sure you take, like, a minute and 30 seconds. My thoughts on what? On the uh, legalization. Of uh, magic magic mushrooms? Yes. So, I think the legalization of magic mushrooms is a really, really positive thing, because, like... You know, they've, they've been known to be healing in... A, a, Sorry, listeners, but I am someone that has done magic mushrooms multiple times in my life, and it's always been enlightening. And I, and you know what? You don't fucking see shit. You don't see shit. You just feel more open and more different. 
and more accepting into other people's ways. And it's, it's nice. It's fun. Just, just, just open your mind and and you know, you, you you have no basis to vote against anything like this. If you haven't tried it, because if you haven't tried it, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Just like it's so true, dude. Yeah, it's so true. I'm, magic mushrooms, I truthfully believe, have created part of the personality that I have today. Like I think we used to say this thing. I think it was me and Jake. Every time you do mushrooms, you change yourself a little bit. Like you change who you are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Would you agree with that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, last time I took magic mushrooms, I turned into Schmidt from New Girl. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. It looks so bright where you are, dude. <laughs> I know. It's uh, nice and sunny in Arizona. No, I'm just kidding. It's actually raining. But, uh, yeah, I mean, politics, man, you know? <sighs> I don't know, dude. I just It's so hard for me to even talk about it. It's so hard for me to, like, get a grasp on what's going on because, like, I feel like every day that I try to focus on something, like, another headline comes up, and it's like, it'll be something like Trump lifts tariffs on Chinese trade, American economy rises, and then the next thing that I'll read is, like, Trump calls a group of black people dogs and then barks at them and says it wasn't racist. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mitchell, uh, let's talk about uh, the primaries then. Oh, you're... God, you want to do this now? Let's do this now. Come on. You're still a Bernie supporter, huh? Sure, yeah. All right, so um, why do you like him over any of the other candidates? I'll put it to you like this. I think that in the last primaries, Bernie did one of the more humble things that I've ever seen a candidate do to where he went against his own beliefs to nominate another candidate who was trapped for America as well. But who? I think at this what, point, what are you we also realized that well, hold on, hold on, hold on. less hold on. damage to America than Donald Trump. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What are you talking about? You're talking about, you're saying in the primaries, Bernie said. Hillary was okay. No, I'm talking about after Bernie kind of realized he wasn't going to win the primaries. Not, not, not realized, just straight up lost. Huh? Not, not, I mean, if you're, if, if what, I, if what you're saying that I think you're talking about, it's not when Bernie realized he wasn't going to win. It's just when he straight up lost, right? Either you're, way, you're talking about, you're talking lost, about the DNC, the DNC thing, right? I still think that's. You think it's fucked that. Bernie said to vote for Hillary over Trump? No, I'm saying that's a good thing to do. But the difference is that Bernie came out and said that after he lost, knowing that his platform was better than Hillary, and Elizabeth Warren came out and backed up Hillary right off the bat. Wait, wait, hold on, we weren't talking about Elizabeth Warren yet, but if you want, if you want to do this into a three-way, then I, I, I mean, I can hang. I can hang. I thought that's what we were talking about. We were talking about how you wanted more and I wanted Bernie. Is that not the discussion? I All I asked you is who you were voting for in the primaries. Oh, I just knew where this was going to go. <laughs> I mean, yes, it's Bernie. <laughs> right. Well, all right. So, 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 so what is your reason for not backing Warren? Because she, she backed Hillary? 
No, because I mean, I think that Warren is. I think Warren's great, man. I mean, I think Warren would be a great president. I just think that Bernie would be better. I think he's more radical, and I think we need as much radical as we can get because even if we settle for half of what he wants, it's going to change America in a good way. Okay, I mean, I can I can respect that, but um, I just. I think I mean I don't I I don't know what about Bernie's plans do you like I mean like Warren has like all these well laid out plans like I mean do you know any of Bernie's like are you just are you just doing this based off name name culture like just because he's just because it's Bernie you know like I mean well Bernie has been tied to Warren his whole career like. <laughs> but Warren actually has these like legitimate plans let, let out. So like, if you have any of these Bernie plans that you know of that I don't know of, please enlighten me. What are you asking me to enlighten you like on the details of the plans that he wants to put forward? Is I'm, that what you're asking? I'm asking right you. Now? I'm asking you. Like because I mean, what he has a, the what a, for all wait, hold on. For all. I mean, like. I don't no. know the exact terms of it, but he has, I mean, he has them all listed out on his website if you want to read about them. I'm asking you, like, what differenti- differentiates the two? Not much, I would say, other than the fact that I think Elizabeth Warren has somehow, knowing that Bernie Sanders is like the local socialist, I think that Elizabeth Warren somehow has more ammunition for the other side to use, and I think that that can damage the votes because we clearly learned that stupid can outvote smart. Well, uh, Elizabeth Warren has, is not a socialist. She's a capitalist because she sees the values in free markets, which I agree with. Um, uh, you know, I it also her her uh, college education plan is like super super cool. Like, no, I, I do I do appreciate all of Elizabeth Warren's ideas, and if it's not Bernie, I hope it's her. But I just personally hope that Bernie wins the primary. Do you think like so? Here's one of my main concerns about Bernie. Um, I feel like this socialism rhetoric is going to play really well against the American populace to not vote for a Democrat. But Elizabeth Warden calls herself a capitalist, and still has like pretty much all the same deals because you know it's 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 not like any single president we elect is going to change the entire system because we have a. We have like fucking legislative, executive, and judicial branches. Like you can't just change it everything into socialism. It's just gonna be a, a democracy with different views, just like what Bernie is. But Elizabeth Warren doesn't call herself that, and I just think that that's gonna play much more to the to to the general public than everyone else. Like what is what she has one flaw and it's maybe her saying she was a Native American at one point. But then there was Donald Trump who fucking touched little women. <laughs> yeah, but the Nick, the difference is that we're in America and Elizabeth Warren lied about being Native American and Donald Trump sexually assaulted women. So clearly Elizabeth Warren has done the worst thing. Yeah, because but <laughs> but but do you think do you think do you think lying about being Native American is worse to most Americans than saying you're socialist? Because I don't think so. I think saying you're socialist is gonna fucking fuck a lot of people up. <laughs> All right, so check this out. Check this out, right? Uh, a sexual assaultee walks into a bar. A 
socialist walks into a bar and somebody lying about their race walks into a bar, you know what happens next? Everybody beats the shit out of the socialist. <laughs> exactly. That's Bernie Sanders is dead. <laughs> Bernie Sanders will no, not I win. Bernie Sanders. I get it, man. Bernie Sanders, all all he's going to do is take away from Elizabeth Warren when Elizabeth Warren is really the only one that can get past Joe Biden. Well, let's address the facts then. Is, is Bernie Sanders not going to run because that's what he, he thinks is going to happen? Right? He's, he's going to run regardless. Bernie Sanders wants to run because he wants he wants to be uh, a part of history. Sure. And he, ha- and, and he already I, has I'm okay been. somebody wanting to be a part of history. He already has been. Wait, wait, but, sorry, um, what'd you say? But my point is this. I mean, simply put, Elizabeth Warren is not polling strong enough to win this race yet. Okay, well, Elizabeth, pol- Elizabeth Warren has jumped from uh, seventh place to second place in the last week. Oh, I didn't know that. Like, she's, she's right there. with the th- It's three people. It's Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren right now. The other, the, everyone else, like, all right, Beto, I, I could see coming back up. It, it's, it's too yeah. early, but everyone else, like, it's going to be between those four. And Warren has the best policies, the best, like, the best plan. Like, and, 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 and she's not a man, you know? Like, she's, she's, she's got, she's got the, Af- like, Bernie did not have the African American vote, and she does. And, I don't know. I just really think like she's the only one that's let out a bunch of policies. Like Bernie's Bernie's policies about um. Uh, all right, you you can't even tell me one of Bernie's policies. I can tell you multiple of hers. Look at your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> he's wearing a Bernie Sanders shirt as he's making this. And, you know, I will I will I will proudly admit that I am I was a Bernie supporter, but. You know, Elizabeth was not running for president back then. And also, everyone thought that Elizabeth would be Bernie's vice president, but she had her own ideas, different than Bernie's ideas. So, you know, step Look, Nick, off. Here's the facts. Here's the fact. You can... Here's what I don't appreciate about what you're doing right now. What? What I don't appreciate is that you're going to an argument... And the way that you're trying to get me to debate the argument is almost a condescending grab at whether or not Bernie Sanders has laid out plans. But I, one, don't believe that there's almost any point for him to lay out every single idea that he has when he becomes president before he becomes president. If he gives us a grasp on the idea and something that he wants to accomplish and it's something that he has some sort of resource backing, which he does for every single thing that he's talking about on his website – Feel free to look it up since you're calling me for sources. You have a computer in front of you. If you want to do it now, feel free. But <laughs> the point is you should never come at somebody with a tell me one of his policies. And if you don't know one, well, then I guarantee you that you don't know anything about politics. It's kind of like the whole argument. I, of, I uh, feel like I didn't like say the that. The girl says, I love sports. It's like, oh, yeah, well, tell me Pete Carroll's nephew's name then. You don't love sports. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I I feel like I didn't say that, but if I made you feel like that, I'm sorry. Um, did I say that? Did I say that directly? Uh, I'm not offended or anything, but what you said was, I guarantee you, you can't tell me any of Bernie Sanders' policies, and I know all of Elizabeth's points. Yeah, you're right. No, I was I was uh, 
sticking my dick out a little bit. But <laughs> exactly, I don't think we need to hang Wang here. I think that what we need to do is have proper political discussions, especially when we're both on the same side. Yeah. Well, right. This is what the premise are going to be about. Is going to be about debating uh, which one or yeah, which which candidate we like better. And right now, for me, I I like Elizabeth Warren a lot better than anyone else in the field. Like second place is obviously Bernie, and honestly, the most important thing is whoever comes out of this, we vote for, even if it's goddamn Joe, Bi- Joe Biden. You know he's. He's the worst person I want, <laughs> but yeah, I really, really, really do not want to vote for Joe Biden. Like, I don't want to we're cast gonna that have vote. To. I didn't vote for Hillary Clinton, and I regret it. Yeah, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to unite, no matter what. And this is why it's important for us to be active for the candidates we want. I just can't believe I voted for Trump. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Trump did a, like Trump did a good everyone. Trump did a good thing today. Did you see that? Yeah, the uh, like uh, transparency on drug prices. Yeah, like that's like that that's that sounds like, like I'm I'm gonna shit on Trump for anything he does shitty, which is pretty much everything. But like, if he's gonna make <laughs> drug companies, pharmaceutical companies, which is probably gonna piss Joe Biden off. To be fair, um, uh, to this is probably why he did it, honestly, because Joe Biden, I think, has been in bed with the drug companies, um, and but he's gonna make them show how much it costs to manufacture these drugs at the end of their commercials on TV. That's 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 honestly, honestly, it's a genius idea because it's not reg- yeah. it's not regulating anything; it's just forcing transparency. And maybe that's maybe that's what we need to focus on instead of regulating. Maybe we need to force transparency. And let the market decide because maybe that's where the future is going, you know, with like social media campaigns and whatnot. Like, all right, like so for example, um, you saw the Wendy's spicy chicken nuggets thing. Yeah, thank God, Chance the Rapper. Yeah, yeah, but then there's a bunch of Chance the Rappers fans going at Chance the Rapper for supporting Wendy's when they're one of the only people that use like. Um, Except donations from Trump, blah blah blah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, now it's not guaranteed whether it's going to come out on the same day as his album or not. You know, like that's that's shit that's uh, that's shit that can move shit because it's like that's very it's like extreme late stage capitalism because you have to listen to your consumers, and maybe it's the benefit of capitalism because it's not just the government's control it's more of like the consumer's control but in more an extreme level and that's why i sympathize with elizabeth warren because like you need you need certain aspects of society under the government control but you don't need everything you can't have everything socialist like things certain things have to be regulated by society not but but certain things can't be regulated by society because society is racist and fucked up but certain things like, for example, that need to be judged by the peers of your own to see what sells and what, what we want. But we also need a safety net. Like, this is why I'm on the Elizabeth Warren train because she, it, she agrees with free markets. She 
but but she still wants a safety a social safety net for everybody and she still wants the rich to fucking pay their damn fair share in taxes and she still wants universities and whatnot to be able to accept people that can't afford to be there but still deserve to be there you know i don't know she's she's less extreme as bernie sanders she just like bernie sanders wants it to be straight up democratic socialist which you know i would not i would not be uh super opposed to but i don't think it's the best way to go after talking like like after like because i spent the entire i spent the entire year years after trump won talking to people on the other side and realizing how government can fuck shit up and whatnot but doesn't mean we don't need some government control we just need to balance this shit out and we need government more more importantly we need like rich people checks on shit like it's not it's not <laughs> it's not the rich people's fault it's the it's it's the government's fault that we can't or that we let them get away with this shit we need to fuck them up i mean just to point out something in the middle of your sentence there you said like we need the structure of socialism but also to have the free will of capitalism Yes. You know what I mean? So I agree. I mean, personally, personally, the way I view that is democratic socialism. Yeah. Because you have the structure of socialism, but the free, <laughs> the democratic side. Like, that's the whole point. Yeah. It's like, it's the, com- it's the country decides how the socialism is going to affect the outcome of the economy and, the, you know, I mean, the social rights within it. But, Simply put, man, I mean, to be honest, Bernie Sanders is one of the only presidents, not presidents, uh, only candidates in history that I know of that don't have something that they had to backtrack on throughout their whole entire career. And that's huge for me. Like, he's been the same way his whole career. And if he changed on anything, he specifically told why he changed, but it wasn't something like, I mean, as dumb as it is to have this even be an argument, because I don't think truly this holds value. But if we're talking nickels and dimes on why I decided Bernie over Warren, the Native American thing does play into it. Because, like, why would you lie about that? doesn't make any sense. She did it as an adult. Like, as a kid, I would do it. Like, if you were like, oh, yeah, I'm Native American. Or, like, oh, yeah, I'm part black, dude. Like, you grow up, turns out you just had dark skin. Like, you just say something to sound cool. But, like, as an adult, you don't lie about that type of stuff. And if you don't have the resources to provide what you're about to say to back it up and you're in a political position, then that shows unintelligence. I mean, like, that's just a horrible move to make, in my opinion. I mean, I I get you, Mitchell. Um, we are uh, out of time on this podcast. The music is starting to play in my ear. Uh, we will have this debate again uh, in two weeks. Mitchell, it's been really nice having you. Is there anywhere we can find you, follow you, or anything you want to plug? Yeah, a few things. Uh, so my new... Twitter handle is at Mitch Weggs with a Z. That's W-E-G-Z Mitch Um Also, it's uh, M-W-E-G-E-L-A for Instagram, but long story short, Life's a Mitch is coming soon. That's coming before you know it. That's going to be my second solo project, and it's going to have some music videos. We're going to get crazy with it. It's going to be something special. Hey, uh, 
Alright guys, thank you for listening to the Split Six Podcast Facts and we split six back and talk about three different topics to you for the course of one beer. I'm your host, Nick Wagella. You can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Nick Wagella. Remember, it's more important to listen to somebody else than it is for them to listen to you. And thank you for splitting six with us. We'll see you next week with John Church, motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm